Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. Today's topic was requested by a PrepWell parent and her daughter, a rising junior, who enrolled in PrepWell Academy right before the registration deadline, almost two months ago. It was June 1st. They asked if I would provide what one might call a catch-up session that would bring all of the recently enrolled rising juniors up to speed so that they didn't feel like they were too far behind. Let me explain. In an ideal world, prepwellers enroll in the program and begin learning from their online lessons right after 8th grade graduation. And they listen and they learn every week so that they are constantly reminded in small installments about what they should be thinking about and considering or actually doing from freshman year all the way through senior year. It becomes second nature for them. This is the best way to go because the student is not overwhelmed, they hear the right messages at just the right time, and they have plenty of time to integrate those lessons into their lives. There's no panic, there's no surprises, just business as usual. The other extreme is the student who enrolls in PrepWell on the last available day before the registration window closes for good. That would be June 1st of a student's sophomore year, pretty much at the end of their sophomore year. This year, with a combination of COVID and our multiple airings on Shark Tank, a lot of students found themselves in this boat. We had a huge influx of students at the end of their sophomore year who enrolled in PrepWell at the end of March, including the family that requested the topic for today's podcast. We now call these students rising juniors. They're in the class of 2022. For those students who are rising juniors in the class of 2022, let me put your mind at ease. Yes, it is true. At the beginning of this podcast and in a lot of my content, I make it abundantly clear that my focus is getting freshmen and sophomores engaged in the process early. This is a hundred percent true in an ideal world. It's much easier to guide students from the beginning, ninth and 10th grade, than to try to help them catch up once they become juniors or seniors. However, my June 1st of sophomore year deadline is arbitrary. It's artificial. In fact, I forego a lot of money, and I mean a lot of money, by not allowing juniors and seniors to enroll. After all, junior and senior year is when 90% of students begin to engage in the college admissions process unfortunately. And for my program, that's too late. If you want to get access to junior and senior year to the curriculum, you have to be enrolled by the end of your sophomore year. Now, you may think I'm crazy for doing that. And you may be right. But sometimes you have to stand your ground. I know deep down that allowing students to wait and enroll as late as junior and senior year will make me more money but the outcomes will be worse for the students and the parents. 
so I choose not to do it. The truth is, most private college counselors do the opposite. They specifically wait until the middle of junior year or senior year to engage with families, because that's typically when everyone's hitting the panic button. It's just a different approach. There's nothing wrong with it. The reason I create this June 1st deadline, this artificial deadline, is because 90% of the people would otherwise not enroll. They would put it off. They would procrastinate. They'd find a reason to wait until next week or next month and then realize that it's September of senior year and then the panic sets in. I don't like that scenario. So basically, I force people to make a decision by creating a deadline. However, I don't want those rising juniors, those in the class of 2022, and there are a lot of them out there who just squeezed in before that June 1st deadline to feel like they are behind the times. They are not behind the times. They are well ahead of most other students who will not even consider the topics we work on together until their senior year. So if you're a rising junior and you're motivated and you're enrolled in Preppel Academy and you're ready to engage in the content and follow along and get your ducks in a row, you are already light years ahead of your peers. So congratulations. What I'd like to do with the rest of our time together today is to do a quick catch-up that will let the rising juniors know what they may have missed had they been enrolled in Prepwell as a freshman or sophomore. And by the way, they may not have missed anything. I'd also like to reiterate the most important next steps leading into the most important year of high school, which is their junior year. Okay. What should have happened in freshman and sophomore year? Let's take it from the top. The big three factors in college admissions, you've heard this before, are, let's say it together, number one, GPA. Number two, the rigor of your classes. Number three, standardized test scores, an SAT or an ACT score. The combination of these three factors typically determines the tier of colleges you should consider applying to. If you have a very high GPA and you've taken a lot of challenging classes with some AP and some honors classes, some weighted classes, and you crushed the SAT or ACT, you will likely make it through the initial screen for almost any school in the country. I'm talking Princeton, MIT, Stanford, you name it. It doesn't mean that you'll get in to any of these schools, not by a long shot. It just means that you've made it through the first screen. There are many, many more screens to get through, like extracurriculars and letters of recommendation and essays and honors and awards and hooks, but you've gotten through the first one. If, on the other hand, you've completed freshman and sophomore year and your GPA is so-so and you haven't taken any weighted classes or not too many weighted classes and you don't or you didn't perform particularly well on the SAT or ACT, it doesn't mean that all is lost. It just means that you need to set your sights on a different set of schools, potentially. Maybe not the most highly selective schools. That's all. It's not the end of the world. And of course, there are always edge cases where these factors are not as important. For instance, if you're a recruited athlete, recruited athletes are not typically held to the same standard as non-recruited athletes. That's just the way things are. So if you're a rising junior, class of 2022, two of the three factors, GPA and rigor of classes, are already well established because you have already 
two out of three years under your belt. That's 67% of your high school career is already spoken for. And the reason I'm using three years instead of four is because for all intents and purposes, colleges don't consider your senior year grades during the admissions process. So you don't really have four years of grades. You actually have three years of grades, which puts even more weight on ninth and 10th grade grades. It's very difficult to bring a 3.2 GPA after sophomore year up to a 4.2 GPA after junior year. The math makes this very difficult. Again, this is why I like to work with students in ninth and 10th grade to make sure that they know that their grades matter in those early years a lot. Many students don't think early grades matter that much, or they think they can always turn things around later on. It's not that easy. So if you're a rising junior sitting in your car right now listening, I want you to think to yourself, what is my GPA and what kind of classes have I been taking so far? If you've done well on both counts, then you should pat yourself on the back and breathe a sigh of relief that you're in great shape. Congratulations. If, on the other hand, your GPA after freshman and sophomore year is a little shaky and you've avoided the more rigorous classes so far, that's okay too. Now you know, in no uncertain terms, that junior year will be the time to turn up the effort. It's time to improve your grades and maybe even increase the rigor of your classes. Colleges will give a lot of forgiveness to ninth and 10th grade grades if you come back strong in junior year, if you challenge yourself with tougher classes. Junior year grades, even though they will account for only 33% of your GPA when you apply, are given more weight than the first two years in the eyes of colleges. Colleges understand that not everyone has their stuff together in ninth and 10th grade. Their time management skills may need some work. Their discipline may not be up to snuff. But by junior year, colleges expect that you've figured these things out. And so they expect a lot. So show them that you have more to give. Okay, we've covered GPA and rigor of classes. Now, before I address the third factor, SAT or ACT scores, which normally get locked in in 11th and 12th grade, let me address the other things that happen in 9th and 10th grade that may have an impact on your package. The first one, extracurricular activities. This is a topic that would take hours to cover in detail, and I've done that in previous podcasts. I'm going to give you the highlights here. Extracurricular activities refer to anything that you do outside of the classroom. That includes sports and band and mock trial and debate team and robotics club and Boy Scouts and National Charity League, part-time jobs, caregiving, anything that you do before or after school. When you apply to college, you will include the types of extracurriculars that you've engaged in, and there are 10 spots. And in those 10 spots, colleges will want to know, number one, duration. How long have you been involved in that particular activity? The longer the better, typically. Number two, impact. Did you or your organization or your activity actually impact others in any significant way? And number three, achievement. How far did you take this particular activity? If you were a Boy Scout, did you make it to Eagle? If you were in National Charity League, did you hold a leadership position? If you were an athlete, were you all county, all state, all American? The reason this is important to know as a ninth or 10th grader 
And the reason I go over this many, many times inside Preppel Academy, as well as in my blog and podcasts, is because the value ascribed to participation in any particular extracurricular is often derived by how long and how much you've progressed in any given activity. So if you don't know that this really matters as a ninth or 10th grader, chances are you may not be as motivated to stick with it, to stick with a particular club or activity or try to move up the ladder. You just kind of float in and out of activities and try different things. You don't get overly engaged. You don't take a leadership role and you don't make much of it. That's not ideal. So if you're a rising junior, again, the class of 2022, I want you to think back on the extracurricular activities you did freshman and sophomore year and assess how impactful they were. Had you done them for a few years in a row? Are you still doing them? Are you progressing to the very top level of achievement in that activity? Are you on your way to be a leader? Did those activities have lasting impact? If the answer is yes, awesome. You're way ahead of the game. If your answer is no, because you never really had this mindset or no one ever gave you this type of advice, awesome. Now you know. Now you know what colleges care about and you still have time to recover. Junior year is a great time to establish legitimate extracurriculars that will give you a lot of mileage on your college applications. Maybe this means doubling down on your ongoing activities, or maybe it's time to start a new club or a team or a movement. Again, I cover these types of strategies in detail in the weekly Prepwell videos, blog posts, and you can find some in previous podcasts. Let's move on to leadership. Yes, it would be great if you had a leadership position or two during ninth and 10th grade, but not too many students can pull this off. So if you're thinking back to ninth and 10th grade and you haven't had any leadership positions, don't sweat it. I bring leadership up now, particularly for you rising juniors, because leadership positions often grow out of spending a lot of time and effort in particular extracurricular activities. For example, if you are a rising junior, and you don't have any leadership experience yet, and you've been part of a club at a school for two years, junior year may be the time to put in a lot of time and effort to win a leadership position by the end of junior year. So you can put that on your college application. If you don't go into junior year with this mindset, someone else will do the work and get that leadership role. If you want a leadership position, you need to be intentional about it and not just hope for the best. Let people know about it. Make it clear that you want to lead this club and you will do what it takes to prove that you'll be the right person at the end of the year. Junior year is when a lot of the leadership positions take hold. Don't be left out of this if it's something that you aspire to. Let's talk about summers. I spend a lot of time inside Preppel Academy trying to convince rising freshmen and sophomores to make good use of their summers. I give them ideas and suggestions and links and resources all in an effort to help them create a more compelling life for when it's time to write their college applications. Summers, when we're not in a global shutdown, normally provide endless opportunities to do interesting and unconventional and game-changing things. I can't believe some of the things that my prep wellers do over the summer. They're incredible. And once again, that 67% number comes up. When you apply to colleges, you will have three summers under your belt to demonstrate to colleges what you care about, how motivated you are, and what you value. 
by the time you're a junior, you will only have one summer left. 67% of your summers are already spoken for. Did you use them well? So for you rising juniors, you 22ers, think back to last summer, the summer after freshman year, and this summer, which is about halfway over, and consider whether or not you're making good use of this free time. If you are, and you're doing interesting things, and reading, and writing, and working, blogging, filming, editing, building, exercising, researching, leading, fixing, solving, volunteering, then you'll have a lot to talk about on your application, and in your essays, and in your interview. Awesome. I spend inordinate time in our weekly prep well lessons trying to help you figure out how to craft a productive summer. If, on the other hand, you didn't realize how important summers could be, and you blew off last summer and bummed around the beach or hung out with your friends at the mall or put in a solid 10 hours a day playing video games, then, yes, you may have some catching up to do. If this summer you find yourself at home under quarantine with nothing to do and you're using COVID as an excuse to do nothing, then you will find yourself in a big hole next year when it's time to fill out your college applications. You are. There are countless things to do, even in full COVID lockdown. That would be very impressive on any college application. I talk to prep wellers every day who are doing these impressive things, and I spend a lot of time inside Prepwell Academy and in my podcast trying to give students ideas and the motivation to go that extra mile, even in these uncertain times. And as a rising junior, you have absolutely no excuse not to be putting in the work on studying for your SAT or ACT. It's the perfect time to study. There's not much going on. We're encouraged to lock down at home during COVID. Most normal activities have been canceled. So why not sit at home and prepare to crush the third most important factor in college admissions, the SAT or ACT? I won't spend the time now reiterating the importance of the SAT or ACT and why I feel like I make it my life's mission to encourage students to take one of these tests in the fall of their junior year at the latest. I've gone over this many, many times inside Preple Academy and in the blog and in podcasts. I would check out episodes 28 and 32 in the podcast for starters. And if you don't believe me, ask any rising senior whether you should take the SAT in the fall of your junior year or wait until the spring. And I'm sure they will eliminate any doubt that you might have. This means if you're a rising junior, class of 2022, you should right now have an airtight study strategy that will prepare you well for one of these tests in the fall. And by the way, that starts with registering for several dates now, a primary date, and at least one backup date. Remember, because of COVID, something like 65% of rising seniors have not yet taken their SAT or ACT for the first time yet. So they're registering in droves and taking up a lot of the seats. So get in there and register for tests in September, October, November, December. Okay, let me try to sum things up. Yes, I would love it if everyone was a prep weller right out of the gate, right after eighth grade graduation. Of course, that doesn't always happen. Beyond that, I create an artificial deadline of June 1st of their sophomore year 
to intentionally make parents and their children make a decision about whether they care about this stuff or not. If they don't care, no problem, no harm, no foul. Doing nothing is easy. Go for it. If they do care, then they need to get rolling the summer before junior year at the absolute minimum. If they miss that window and they wait until the middle of junior year or the beginning of senior year, there's just not a lot of time to recover if you haven't been doing all the right things. So if you're a rising freshman or sophomore prep weller, you are in solid shape. You're on the path. You'll be hearing about all of this stuff every week for the next few years. There'll be no surprises. There'll be no gaps to fill in. You'll be ready to rock and roll, and you won't even realize it. If you're a rising junior, like the prep weller who requested this podcast, and you just enrolled a few weeks ago, congratulations. You made it under the wire. You still have plenty of time to put together a compelling college application. Now, you may need to put in a little extra work here and there if your freshman and sophomore years had some gaps, but the best is yet to come. Junior year is when it all comes together. If you enter junior year with the right mindset and you know what levers to pull and you know how to allocate your time and you listen to your prep well videos and you take action, you will crush it. Welcome to the prep well family. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader in high school that might find this helpful, please share this episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode. Maybe even put a little personal note from you recommending that they give it a listen. If you do have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode like this episode, please reach out to me by email, DM me on Instagram, Preple underscore Academy. Check out my blog, visit my Facebook page, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Till next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. Prepwell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.